So often, um, churches tend to have a theology of perfection. The standards can be very high for any type of participation. As I have been reflecting on this resolution and the study guide, I've been looking back at my own church history. The study guide gives a few testimonials, but I thought I would use my own life as an example instead. If you want to read the, um, the other ones, it's in the um, email that I sent today. There's a link to this, if you don't like my testimonials. <laughs> um, Many of you know that my dad has a very rare and debilitating disease, and since I was in middle school, he has had periods where he was fine, where he needed a cane, he might have needed a walker, or a wheelchair, or maybe couldn't even leave the house. And this has always made me very aware of accessibility to church, as well as attitudes. It is a common idea <clears throat> that our health is static, that it does not change. If we could walk last week, we should be able to walk this week. The truth is that it is always changing for any of us. It is a hard concept to understand if you have always had these privileges, though. In my own experience, I never saw myself in the position of leading worship and almost giving sermons. The first church David and I attended had such a high standard of performance for the pulpit, I knew I would never reach that. I stutter, I get distracted, words drop out of my head, and I may, I may even say something that's irreverent. And I am so thankful to Lori because I stare at her and she like gives me the word. Somehow she knows what word dropped out of my head and she'll like, chair, chair, you're trying to say chair. So anyways, um, even here at Milwaukee Mennonite, it took me a while to feel confident enough to be up here in front. I owe it to Sarah Mast, who asked me to lead worship during the summer ages ago. She promised me it would be okay and that no one really comes during the summer anyway. So it's a good way to practice. <laughs> she had faith in me that I could do it, and she also understood that it did not need to be perfect. Um, since then, I think Milwaukee Mennonite has done a very good job to be open to any and all participation. Another example is when a group of high schoolers were about to be baptized. As part of the service, they were supposed to write and share their faith journey. Two of the kids were like, yes, I get to write, I get to present, yes. And one of the kids was like, oh my goodness, kill me now. No, no, no. But that the kid turned out, like decided to um, do a, just lost my place. See, that's what happens. <laughs> um, this, so he struggles with reading disabilities that make writing and presenting in front of an audience a challenge. It does not mean that his story is any less important or should not be shared because it would not be delivered in the standard way. He made a video showing his faith journey, and it was just as meaningful to the congregation and showcased his unique gifts. And the congregation accepted it just as much as they accepted the other 
more standard presentations. I am thankful that we have worked to remove the barriers and boxes of what church should look like. As the scripture last week said, we all have different gifts. The foot is no more important than the ear. We joke that it doesn't really matter what happens on Sunday afternoon as long as it's worshipful and that something happens. Perhaps that is one of the blessings of being lay-led. We have pretty low expectations for performance, and I don't mean like in the way of like, I don't mean low expectations in like whatever, it can be garbage. I mean, whatever you have to offer is gonna be good. Um, we, yeah, we just want church to happen at some level. So now it is time for you all to reflect. On the back of your bulletin is a checklist for recognizing privilege. It's right here. So take some time to look through the list, and then later we can discuss this, and then the other, there's also some other reflection questions on this, this front of the, this side of the bulletin. Um, if you didn't grab a pen or pencil, there's some up here. So we'll take, to accommodate for all the varying levels of attention in the congregation, we'll take some silence, and then we'll do some instrumental music, and then we'll add the singing for number 808. Whenever you're, and then whenever you're ready, you can join in with Steve, who will be singing 808. And then we can all sing it together. And then we can discuss it. And I think the words for between darkness and light are just, it's such an amazing, it's such an amazing image of like opening a window and planting. It's, it's so sweet. So, um, we'll have some silence, instrumental, Steve, and then all of us.
of love. 